Okay, so the sounds you just heard come from M Shadows, Zach Vengeance, Sinister Gates, and The Rev, the band Avenged Sevenfold. Um, Yeah, that's that's this week's episode is on Avenged Sevenfold or A7X, depending on how you've jumped into the band. Yeah, no, I I like uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah, Um, I got a lot of history on them here. Um, In fact, they grew up listening to bands like Pantera mm -hmm. and huge fans of Rob Halford, things like that. And Pantera is one of their idols, one of their favorite bands that they listen to. In their music, too, you can uh, actually, you can tell... Yeah, uh, you, you can you know you have like those solos uh, which you can definitely tell from like Pantera with you know uh, Dimebag. Yeah. Um, but then you know with the their the lyric the lyrical um with, who's the the leasing um M Shadows Shadows yeah um you could tell that's definitely uh, a bit of uh, Rob Halford. So this band it started in '99. They're known for their diverse rock sounds, dramatic imagery on their covers, things like that. Um, they were, they're still a metalcore sound band. Their debut album was Sounding the Seventh Trumpet. Yep. They continued through their second album, Walking the Fallen. Mm-hmm. And then they followed that up with City of Evil. And that's the one that they made big. That City of Evil one, that's when I started hearing about them because they did, um, they've been a part of... All four Call of Duty Black Ops games. They have four songs written just for each game. One one song for each game. I never knew that. Yeah, and when they also had a brief, um, it was a, a shortened version of um, the opening song that we just did, mm-hmm. and it was describing about you know he's basically talking about the devil, okay. describing the devil in the whole song, and. When they premiered that song, it was in uh, Black Ops, one of the zombie maps. And that was uh, Shepherds of Fire. Shepherd of Fire. And they, what it is is the four characters on Black Ops, Takio and, and, and the gay doctor that's on there, and then, you know, the Russian see, dude. I'm not, I'm not big on Black Okay, Ops. well, they have the four characters in there. One of them's got a samurai sword, and another one's like okay. a Russian dude, and the German, the gay German doctor and all that. And they're digging, trying to find some secrets or whatever, trying to find their way out. And they end up uncovering these devilish little, like a grave or whatever. Okay. And the zombies start coming out, and that song kicks off, and it shows them firing their MP40s and all that. And mm-hmm. To get back to what I was saying here, um, they have one live album slash DVD compilation. They have two compilation albums, 18 singles, Sold over 8 million albums worldwide, 5 platinum album awards, 4 original songs in one of in each Call of Duty game, 1, 2, 3, and 4. They're number 47 on Loudwire's top 50 metal bands of all time. They've also lost a member back in 90, well, 2006, I believe. Yeah. Let me go over that, yeah. No, uh, 16. 2016. The song that I could not stand by them for the longest fucking time mm. was Backcountry. I love that song. That's the first song I heard from them. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was cool, but then I think I heard it on Tony Hawk or... Uh, it was on... It might have been Tony Hawk It or was on one of those games. Oh, I, I remember every time that fucking song came on, I just turned the volume down. I was like, I don't want to hear the shit. I'm I fucking love it. that song because on the radio version... It opens up with a line from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. 
And it has Johnny Depp saying, we're in bat country. And well, then it opens up that yeah, song. Uh, and I fucking well, loved it. they got the, the, the lyrics from the song from. So here, here's, the, here's the story about the Rev. His real name is James Owen Sullivan. He was born February 10th, 1981. A day after my birthday, a year before. <laughs> he died on December 28th, 2009. Mm. They knew him as the Reverend... Tholomew Plague, shortened as The Rev. The American musician best known as the drummer for the metalcore band Avenged Sevenfold. Also, he was also the lead vocalist in avant-garde metal band Pinkly Smooth. It was a side project him and Avenged Sevenfold guitarist Sinister Gates did. Okay. Um, they grew up in Huntington Beach, California, and The Rev was found dead on December 28, 2009. It was a OD or something, I believe. Yeah, so when they here's the thing about his death. They said that The Rev was found dead in his home on December 28. His death was reported as due to natural causes. The result autopsy found on December 30, 2009, however, were inconclusive. They did further testing and revealed that the cause of death was an acute polydrug intoxication due to combined effects of oxymorphine, oxycodone, Dizapan, Nordiazepan, and alcohol. Soon after his passing, the band made the following statement. It was with great sadness and heavy hearts that we tell you the passing today of Jimmy the Rev Sullivan. Jimmy was not only one of the world's best drummers, but more importantly, he was our best friend and brother. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Jimmy's family, and we hope you will respect their privacy during this difficult time. I didn't care for, I don't know, backcountry, but then after so many years... I actually heard on the radio. I'm like, okay, it doesn't annoy me as much anymore, so I turned the shit up. Off of uh, uh, City of Evil, uh, definitely my favorite song on there, and I hope you have some notes on it, is uh, Seize the Day. Seize the Day was really good. Uh, that I mean, it's it's slow, it's melodic. I mean, I can just just listen to that song. I mean, I mean... You know, like we we talked before, um, you know, every song can have different meaning for different people. Right, right. You know, depending on uh, you know your walk of life or the way you know things that happen in your life. I mean, right now, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I found out that my mom's cousin, uh, my my second cousin, but I mean, he's like such a cool dude. Me and him have always had a really good relationship. Uh, he had a stroke. And he's in the hospital. You found this out today? I found out yesterday. I'm going to crack this beer. My my mom uh, called me. Cheers. And uh, so my my cousin's uh, daughter. Well, that makes it ASMR right there. (laughs) I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just caught me in the middle of pouring that. (laughs) My my cousin's uh, daughter made a, a, a post on uh, Facebook, a uh, group. Um, Damn, that's good. Yeah, not bad. What is this? Red uh, Freeze? Mike's Hard Red Freeze? Yeah. Put hey, that, it's got my name on it. Put that in uh, the free uh, freezer for a few hours. And yeah. And let it get slushy. Ooh. Yeah. An adult slushy. Um, okay, so your mom did a uh, group? So oh, my, my cousin's uh, daughter, and it was just all for, all for, him, uh, for him. Right. Uh, just so let, you know, the other family members, because you no, know, we got some uh, in California, some in Utah, you Oregon, know, all, all, all yeah. over. Yeah. So I was on my last break, and I text my cousin. I'm like, "Hey, you know, can you call me when you get a chance?" Yeah. 
She's like, oh, why? What's up? And I'm like, well, I want to know what's going on with you know, our cousin. Yeah. I mean, it's just like her first cousin, my second cousin, but I mean, fuck it, it's my cousin. You know, I don't give a fuck about if you're first, second, third. You know, we're all from the same bloodline somewhere around the fucking thing. Right. And uh, so she called me, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? So uh, he had a stroke, and now he's in um, a coma. Um, oh, shit. A drug-induced uh, coma. Oh, damn. So she went to see him, and she talked to him. He he couldn't respond, but when she was talking to him, she was crying, and then he, she seen him start crying, too. Yeah. And when she's telling me this, I mean, I'm on my 10-minute, my last 10-minute break for, you know, I got an hour and a half before I get into work. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I mean, you know, he... He's an asshole, and he loved to talk shit, but I always talk shit back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no, never any animosity. Um, what What was the drugs he was using? No, it, it's, I don't know, he just had a stroke. Oh, he had a stroke, and they, and they drug-induced they him into a coma to calm his body down. They had to put Oh, him, I thought he was taking drugs, and he no, had a stroke, no, and no, it caused a coma. No, he had a stroke, and they had to put him in. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so that means they can bring him out when they feel he's ready. So that's good. They got him to a place where he's stable, and they can think about a game plan. To but that's the thing. Um, I know my family, that side, has uh, strokes. They're, they're, they're going to uh, have a family meeting and find out you know, what they want to do with him. What his wishes were and stuff like that. Because um, resuscitation. He, he, hasn't, like he hasn't been the same since uh, his wife, Linda, passed. And she was such a cool lady you know me and her used to message back and forth on facebook yeah yeah uh, because they're both fucking cowboy fans fucking cowboy fans. yeah i know right <laughs> but you know be me being a reskin fan uh you know there was never any animosity i mean we'd you know show up to family function they're wearing their dallas i'm wearing my fucking reskin shit yeah yeah <laughs> you know you know then his, his wife uh passed away <clears throat> Uh, was such a cool lady. Uh, you yeah. know, I loved her to death, and then it's my cousin. But you know, going through this, now that he had, I was thinking about you know the song "No Seize the Day," and he's only like fifty four, fifty five, so he's not that old. young by today's standards. Because yeah. you know, when we were what in, in high school, we thought thirty five was old. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all the 35-year-olds that I said was old when I was 16. Or the 23-year-olds. Uh, or the 23-year-olds or whatever, you know. <laughs> so, anyways. No, but so my point was, uh, you know, seize the day. Um, that's uh, definitely, uh, it's, a, it's a strong song. Yeah, they've uh, changed some members. I don't, let me see here. Um, let's see, the Rev, since he passed, he, he died in 2009. Um, they went to their drummer, um, Brooks Wackerman, which is an, what's his banana's name, you know, I'm oh, sure he's heard oh, it all. Oh, I, yeah, I was waiting um, for you to bring up a Wackerman, so uh, Aaron, Aaron he does drums for sessions and for touring. Okay. And then there's Damian Ash. He does bass from 2001 to 2002, just insane bass, piano, 2000. To two thousand one, so and the, then Matt went. So they base don't really have 2000. the exact members to record the on the album just 
So they have certain people that'll do, tour. do studio. They'll have guys that go on tour. But these these see the drum guy. He just does certain sessions okay. or on tour. I guess maybe there's a reason for no. that. I haven't. Well, the, I never knew the, that. They, I'm sure they have their personal reasons well, for the, that the, one. This sounds like uh, uh, Bob Rock that he, he was playing uh, bass for Metallica during um, San Anger. True. Yeah. So they, I uh, imagine it's something similar to that. So before you know, they found uh, uh, Trail. Yeah, and so they also did a song. Um, let's see, where is it here? I have it written down. So when they did the song on Black Ops. They did a song called Not Ready to Die, and they did a song called Carry On. Now, did those come on uh, their actual albums? You know what? I would want to look that up because I know they were written just for the game. Right. I imagine they're on, like, some extended tracks or something, but when they wrote the song Carry On, they said they wanted the song to be uplifting. They wanted it to add some levity to the game. The singer, Matthew Sanders, M. Shadows. Mm-hmm. The single story campaign for Black Ops 2, a very dark ending, he says. And for Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Avenged Sevenfold composed the song Carry On for the post-credits cutscene of the campaign. The band is seen performing the song at a concert with several characters from the campaign dancing. They have contributed original music to all four games, like I said, mm-hmm. with Not Ready to Die, followed by Carry On, Jade Helm, and... And uh, Black Ops Three recently, the Mad Hatter for Black Ops Four. Um, actually, to go back to mm. what you're saying about uh, their influences. Mm-hmm. So I, I a little. Longer. I have that too, but for some reason my notes got all fucked up. So so um, the members of Vincevold they cite In Flames, Metallica, correct Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Slayer, Mr. Bungle, Elton John. Leonard Cohen, At the Gates, Halloween, Dream Theater, Pennywise, No Effects, Pantera, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, The Beatles, Anthrax, Testament, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and The Rolling Stones. How many different fucking genres is right there? Exactly. Okay, so check this out. I have something queued up here Now I, I don't know if you knew about, <laughs> but I want you to hear this, and I'm going to play the whole thing just because it's fucking awesome. I mean, Le- Leonard Cohen, he, he does a song, Hallelujah. Okay, you ready for this? Listen to this. Our good friend Vinnie Paul to play a song with us. No fucking way. Yeah, the drummer of Pantera. Let's check this yeah. out. Everybody. One of their fans, or one of their idols that they grew up watching. Yeah. So, anybody that knows us knows that Pantera, hell yeah. Damage Plan. Some oh, of yeah. my favorite bands. Pantera being one of those bands we grew up listening to and idolizing yeah. our whole life. So I'm going to play the whole thing, so. It's going to be about five so minutes. So we started playing a song called We're going to do it anyway. I think it's hell yeah. But after a while, everyone expects that from you. So we're going to play a song called Mouth for War. <laughs> this is the first track off of Vulgar Display of yeah. One of the greatest records of all time. <laughs> Let's kick this Vinny. Do you know that song? This is out of uh, Revolver of the Golden God. This is how good his voice matches up for Pantera. I've always liked the, the drums on this song. There we go. 
get the mosh pit going, all that stuff. But listen how good his voice is. It almost sounds. Um, And Selma? No, I don't It know. almost sounds like him. No, I don't think so. I know, I can hear it's not him, but it almost sounds like him. No. In my mind, in my mind, uh, and uh, Phil was, uh, you know, go yeah, deep, yeah. But no, it sounds, it sounds good. Uh, and it's a nice, nice city to camp for. You can see Vinny, Vinny Paul just going nuts, dude. This is awesome. Oh, he played 110% of everything he did. Oh, yeah. Well, he was co-founder of Pantera, so... And the lead singer, you know, in Selma was his brother, so... No, Dimebag. I mean, Dimebag, sorry. My fucking brain sucks. Vinny Paul. Do you know what that was like for Vinny Paul? Losing dime bag like that? So, I couldn't find a copy of this other one, but they also have a screenshot that I saved because it was a good one to bring up. Of course, everyone, I need the shit that I saved. It's not here. No, um... So what was uh, after the uh, city? So what was the uh, the next album after that one? The uh, they did the band continued to explore sounds with its self titled release and enjoyed mainstream success until their drummer the Rev died. They had Mike Portney, Extreme Theater drummer, tour with them and did their fifth album Nightmare in 2010. Nightmare. Yeah, see that that one I like. It debuted at the top Billboard 200, their first number one debut. Nightmare was really good. In in 2011, drummer Aaron Elijay joined the band on tour and recording. The band's sixth studio album, Hell to the King, which was released in 2013, marked the only Avenged Sevenfold album to feature Elijay. The album would feature a heavy metal hardcore style, with it written as a tribute to their influences. Hell to the King charted number one on Billboard 200 in the UK and album charts. So that was Hell to the King. I want to go back to uh, Nightmare. The album would feature a heavy metalcore rock style. They had uh, tribute to influences, Hell to the King, um, that charted... Number one on Billboard 200, the UK, Finnish, Brazilian, Canadian, and Irish charts. In late 2014, Illa J left the band and was replaced by former Bad Religion drummer Brooks Wackerman. But the lineup change was... I know, right? But the lineup wasn't announced until 2015. Then the band surprise released their seventh studio album, The Stage, in October 2016, which debuted at number four on Billboard. The Stage was their first conceptual album, and it marked another stylistic change. So they were going through all these changes, moving towards progressive metal sound. The band released their eighth studio album this year on June second, twenty twenty three. Life is but a dream. So they just came out and they just toured. I think down in L A. All right. So um, we'll go back through 
um, the albums that we mentioned in their li- in their catalog, um, starting with the City of Evil. Anything yeah. you want to hear from that one? Well, oh, before we go into City of Evil, but we should mention mm. uh, their first uh, two albums, the Sound of the Seventh Trumpet and Wicked in the Fallen, mm-hmm. which they weren't big at that time. No, but they were definitely getting established before yeah. they became known. Yes, exactly. And they, they I've I've listened to both of them and it's definitely sound more of a like a metal sound, not what they are now. I mean, no, if somebody wants to correct me, but I mean, uh, to me the Sound the Trumpet and Waking in the Fallen. It it's not their it they're trying to be more like a Pantera esque band. They're they try to be more just heavy and loud, which I mean it works for them as a band now, but you yeah. know, when you're starting off, you know, you don't want to sound like you're, you know, idols. Uh when they came into City of Evil, um, they still had that loud sound but they did have uh, you know, slower songs. I do like some of their slower songs. Did you know they have their their name? They got it from the Bible. Then yeah, it came from the passage of Genesis, uh, Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and then but the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. sevenfold. Yep. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they asked him, "Do you believe in God?" He goes, "I don't believe in those things," and he laughs. I try not to get into that because a lot of our fans are Christians and a lot aren't. I have my own beliefs, but I don't believe in any kind of religion. But we nowadays, but we're definitely not a Christian band. See, I like that. I respect that. So he he respects all his fans. Yeah. And then they go on warp tour with all. other bands with different views and. Oh yeah, he goes in there with the fucking. They're just trying to connect with people. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So um, well, I did, <clears throat> I did, I looked up some stuff. M Shadows were for months before the album's release with vocal coach Ron Anderson, whose clients have included Axl Rose and Chris Cornell. Wow. And this I is, was I was reading up on and him and my buddy City, told me he City goes he goes the Rev is the one that pushed him to do a lot of screaming on the albums. Mm-hmm. Some of them work and some songs they doesn't. I think they all just they did fine. I like them. I mean but they definitely get me pumped up. Oh yeah. But I mean we're saying our favorite song is like seize the day yeah um, definitely punches me in the chest that uh the he's seen the uh the music video uh, you know what all these years i've listened to the music i never sat down and watched videos i've been going back lately and watching videos from songs that i haven't mm. I haven't ever sat down and watched the videos from when i was a kid okay, so you never seen the video for the song i, I might have if i have i've forgotten okay, what it was so um, this is a quick synopsis. Okay, cool. Um, it shows uh, M Shadows with a girlfriend. Uh, they're video recording each other, having a good old time. Just goofing off. And then the band comes, picks him up, and they go rob a liquor store. Uh-huh. So then they um, Shadows gets caught, and everybody else leaves him behind. Oh, they bail on their main guy. That's fucked up. So he's going to jail... Uh, his wife's going back and forth and visiting him. You know, through the glass, they get in a fight. So his, his wife takes off. She gets in a car accident. Oh, shit. 
And I believe at that time... Hey, that's the thing. If you're visiting in jail, you never want to leave mad. Yeah. They get in a fight and driving home. His wife gets hit by a van. A funeral scene follows. Uh, casket is lowered into the ground. Sinister Gates is shown playing the guitar uh, solo on top of the casket. At the end of the video, Shadows is at her grave with their son who survived the crash. Oh, shit. As the rest of the band come over to him, Shadows picks up his son and the groups walk away. I definitely want to... Let's. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to play this song. And, 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 yeah, I, I say we play it in entirety. We're going to play the whole song and we're just going to go... Um, but we'll talk as little as possible, just to... Before uh, we, uh, we mm. do this, the video is inspired by the video by Guns N' Roses' November Rain. Oh, shit, I never knew that. M. Shadow said, it's not us driving around in cool cars and just chilling, you know? It's a story, and Guns N' Roses did those videos the best. It wasn't about looking cool, being flashy... It's about being real, showing the scenario, and being true to the video. I never knew that. The video was directed by Wayne Isham. In 2007, the video won a Metal Hammer Golden Gods Award for Best Video. Yeah. Okay. I I I never knew that about them doing that because of Guns N' Roses. Because when I watched Guns N' Roses as a kid, like Knocking on Heaven's Door, November Rain, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm like... I, I was just sitting there so Sweet encapsulated and entranced in this video, like like I don't want to. I want to watch it over and yeah. over. I don't want it to end. But you, like, you look at Sweet Child of Mine. That's different. From and that's great because it, bands anymore don't tell stories like that. Well, Sweet Child of Mine never did, but I mean November Rain does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like uh, Wake Me Up when November Sep- ends. Yeah. I mean, that's a powerful song too. Wasn't that September? What September? I'm getting the months mixed up. <laughs> no, Wake Me Up when. No- September ends? November ends. Look it up. <laughs> it shows our, <laughs> our fucking... We're podcasters and we're fucking retards. <laughs> eight, I eight, thought it was September. So that's why uh, some of our friend, our fans... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. You guys can com- comment on all the YouTube videos you want, but you can't give us some emails. So, Mike, uh, give us give them the email real quick. <laughs> that way they can correct uh, us. Readyplayerquestions at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We yes, got Avenged oh, Sevenfold I, Seize the Day. I haven't seen this video in forever. All right, let's hear it. She's pregnant already, okay. That is actually his wife now. That's his wife now. Oh, he's Metallica shirt. I see 
Okay, so now he's in the liquor store and he's got his mask on. See, that's where his killer voice comes out right there. You know, I have the CD in my car. Yeah. I think when I bought it, this was back all my CDs got stolen from me, so I just quit buying CDs. <clears throat> it's an outdated tech now, anyway. She's watching it on the news and get busted. Yeah, so what I looked up uh, earlier that at the time this was his girlfriend in real life. So now this is his wife. Oh, okay. And they're playing this song in a jail cell. Man, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, definitely check it out. Definitely watch this video. It's a powerful song. Oh, she's in the car now. Oh, T-Bone. Oh, fuck me running. And she was pregnant at the time. So obviously that she went and they did a C-section to save the baby. Okay. okay, he's standing on the casket playing solo. Okay. Yeah, I definitely understand the pain he's going through. <clears throat> and he's just laying back in prison, just reliving all the memories in his head. You gotta do something while you're in there. So that did he said something that didn't want to bring up, but you know, keep it going. Um, Depending on how this is recording, I don't know how well we're gonna sound over the song. Yeah. No, uh, it's uh. Lyrics, trials in life, questions of us existing here. Don't want to die alone without you here. Please tell me what we have is real. Mm. Every time I hear that, um, I don't know. It's um, I mean, it may may have different. how do you say, uh, resonance, I guess, with me? Resonance? Res- resonance? Yeah. Resonance. Yeah. Resonance. Yeah. 
Hopefully you use the word right. No, resonance is the right word. <coughs> um. So yeah, like that that one that 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 one part. Um, Trials in life, questions of us existing here. Don't want to die alone without you here. Please tell me what we have is real. Now, I when I first heard that, I was making sure in my head that I thought that he was making sure that she truly loved him. Yeah. And seizing the day, you know, make the best of every moment you have with the people you have. Because obviously, when he loses his wife, or his girlfriend at the time, yeah. um, in the video, that he did everything he could have done to avoid seizing the day instead of spending as much time with her as he could. Damn good song. And, yeah, I mean, with me, just those lyrics, too, just um, uh, definitely resonate. <laughs> yep, resonate. With there me. you go. Yeah, that's um, a $5 word, baby. <laughs> uh, give me $10 for using that word. Shit. No, that's how much it costs, not how much you get paid. <laughs> what else we got from that album? What's your? What's another favorite from there? Because I, I got some... Some choice ones off that album too. Let's see. I like Beast and the Harlot. Be- Beast and the Harlot is a good song too. But I mean, if I will pick any song off that, that will be Seize the Day. I like Backcountry, Beast and the Harlot, and Seize the Day. <sighs> Those are the singles and Burn It Down. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't really dig. Well, it's not that I didn't dig it. I just didn't get into it as much as I did the others. Well, I do like uh, Beast and the Harlot. I mean, that that was good. Um, Lots of energy. Now, backcountry. I don't know if I can listen to a song and not be. Oh my god! What the fuck? Why am I listening to this shit again? <laughs> I thought it was really good. Definitely yeah. painted a picture in my mind of like, you know, Halloween and things like that. And well, like well, once I found out what the the backstory was was from Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Yeah. I watched uh, that movie recently a while back, and it was definitely twisted. I remember the first time I saw it was with you and Jerry. And the <laughs> the thing that stuck out in my mind is when Johnny Depp turned around and he goes, Tell me more about the fucking golf shoes. Yeah, what about the lounge fucking golf shoes? Yes, yes. It's just a lounge it. full of lizards, and then they're <laughs> just all fucking high they're off their fucking minds. Yeah. Oh, my God. They mentioned so much. There's so much to that movie to unpack. <laughs> That that stuck out in my mind so bad, and that, I, I ran around for years saying that, and nobody got the reference. My, my buddies too. They they were like so. You know, this is back when I was younger, so you know we're, we're all on drugs and doing all some dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's so, got their history with that. So you know, these my boys, <clears throat> they're just out of nowhere, Jack. What about them go fucking golf shoes? <laughs> Just out of nowhere, two random fucking people at the bar doing something. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was always trying to find doing? a way to say that line and have it mean something to that conversation. And anytime I'd find a place to throw it in, like, tell me more about the fucking golf shoes. Like, we did side work, or not side work, we did work at a golf course one time, and I said that shit, and nobody got it. I'm like, I need to work around a different class of motherfuckers. Well, Obviously, see, y'all haven't been damaged by life enough. So, I, I yeah, I, I fucking, <laughs> I hung out with some fucking big druggies and alcoholics, and we fucking just, <coughs> what about them fucking golf shoes? <laughs> and just like, what the fuck? 
And I mean, that's what I did at work all day with some of the people I vibed with. We uh-huh. just do one-liners, you know. I'm your Huckleberry, shit like that. And if you, they got it, then you, that's my people. Oh yeah, you know. Oh 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 oh. There's some history. We could do a video on that movie on one-liners. No, maybe we should. Oh no, on the on the Tombstone. On Tombstone. Oh, that's my tippy top favorite movie. Oh, that's too. for sure. We're gonna have to watch it. Let's see. We got Beast and the Harlot. Beast and the Harlot is good. Now that one, I was watching. I did start to watch that video earlier because I, I. You know what? I've never utilized any of the fucking technology I've had around me to watch videos that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I was starting to do that earlier to queue up some songs to see what I wanted to do for our intro, and I end up going with Shepherd of Fire. So I know that's a that's a good intro. I definitely dig it. It was uh brings a certain level of energy i like when he opens the song right here he does that long scream it like a fucking vampire. yeah fucking hot vampire she is oh not her oh huh? him he's got those fucking bedazzled teeth yeah bedazzled fangs <laughs> fucking love that the lung power that dude has <clears throat> They got the rev telling the girls to turn around. <laughs> they all know to go for the drummer. I fucking love this song, dude. <laughs> Ooh, deal with the devil. They're signing contracts in the video. All these models are signing contracts. They're signing their soul away, basically. Ink fades into her arm, takes over her whole body. That's a meaning right here if you want to pause it. I do, I do. I do want to do this. Hold on, let me pause it. What do you got? Okay, so Beast and the Harlot is about the fall of Babylon. Ooh. Oh, Babylon the Great, from the book of Revelation. Oh, shit. Which is the only book in the Bible I have ever read all the way through. You know, I'm still in the beginning in Exodus and all kinds of shit. Like, I haven't read through the whole book. It takes forever because I, I got such attention span shit problems. I, I, it, I mean, I still remember Genesis 1-1. Um, I remember John 3-16. Uh, I remember Romans uh, eight twenty eight. I read Ephesians like the armor of God every day. The, there's the certain, but the uh, the book of Revelation is the one. As a kid, I mean, I still had the book my mom bought me back in nineteen ninety two, three, something like that. There's a book just on Revelations. You no, know, in my Bible, my Bible. Oh, okay. So you go to a certain section of the Bible. They didn't just take out just no, Revelations. No, no. It's, it it's the it's a full Bible. But the only book I've ever read was oh from there okay was Revelation, particularly chapter seventeen, from which many quotes are taken, such as seven-headed beast, ten mm-hmm. horns raised from his head, hatred strips her and leaves her naked, and other references. The harlot referred to in the song is Great Babylon, quoted in the song. Fallen now is Babylon the Great. On Event Sevenfold's All Excess DVD, uh, the director 
said that M. Shadow's lyrics for this song is about the fall of Babylon is comparing Babylon to Hollywood. Mm. Showing many Hollywood cliches such as the young, innocent boys being corrupted and losing their souls. In the music video, the harlot is played by actress uh, Elizabeth Melendez. No, oh, no, okay. So that's that. the one that's walking in with yeah, the red skimpy thing the, on. Yeah, that blonde. Yeah. Oh, that's the blonde in the video. I, I thought that was the the brunette that walked in with the red. I don't know. Whoever the one, the video is revolved around her. Oh, that's but, her. The one in the red <clears throat> deal. But, I mean, that, I mean, that's cool. I mean, yeah, because... You know, I, I like that, dude. I, you know, like, that's um, but I mean, it adds depth if, to if, it. You, if you look at, I mean, my interpretation, like, look at City of Evil, right? Where are they from? L.A. Exactly. In, in that song, but they're from you know Long Beach oh. or Huntington Beach. Sorry. Oh yeah, but I mean, the City of Evil. That's it has, it has to be more into it. I Which mean, is ironic because L.A. is the Los is Angeles, City of Evil. you know, City, City of Angels. City of Angels, City of Evil. Yeah. Even though they can't win a championship. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, just quick. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Oh, did you win your 20 bucks? My boy hasn't paid up yet. Oh, yeah, you he's finally going won to a bet. All the years of you betting and losing, you finally <laughs> well, won a bet. Hey, he's never beat me on a football game, though. Well, I have. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, you're not that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so back pretty to enough. the song. Hey, we'll get back to the <laughs> Hey, that's some uh, little commentary. <laughs> hey. Dude, these guitar solos fucking legendary. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. <clears throat> now they're in a strip club, and a harlot's getting everybody to sign up. This kid's eating lollipops. That's it. Yeah, it's her. How the fuck are you a strip club? He's getting corrupted, basically. He saw a sort of naked chick, or not naked chick, but they mean they couldn't put a naked chick in the video. Yeah, they could. They could have. I mean, the video has to be on the MTV after dark. No, wait. They don't have an MTV no more. Yeah, because all they do is reality shows. Yeah, fuck that. They should change their name. Oh, um, if somebody can tell me who the fuck Mike Rife is... I would really It's not Mike it. Rife, it's Matt Rife. He's a comedian. Oh, Matt Rife. What other yeah. fuck his name is? Dude, he's hilarious. I don't a know lot of, he's getting a lot is. of shit for, for just being... Because he worked on his image for years and worked on his act. Well, from what, all I know is <clears throat> he was on... Um, uh, was it Wet n' Wild? Or what are the fucking... Um, I don't know. I haven't done too much homework on him. I know he, he was he on... Was, he was on that Nick Cannon Oh, you mean Wild and Out. Wild Now. Yeah, yeah. what the fucking shit is Yeah, he had some good comedy then too, but... He just had some busted teeth or whatever. He went and got dental work done have, and shit like that. Dude, he's hilarious. I have no idea who the fuck he is. I had to ask one of my buddies. He was like, oh, because he'd come to Fresno. Well, me and my brother were trying to get concert tickets, but <clears throat> he sold out in the first two hours. Yeah. So I've been seeing all these memes like, oh, you know, Matt Rife. Whatever. Dude, just look up some the quick plays on YouTube. He's fucking hilarious. This is how much I fucking care, but I want to know who the fuck he is. Just a comedian. Uh, yeah, but he so is, he's I, pretty I really funny, though. I don't give a shit. I like, mean, if you like comedians, I know you, you've listened to some comedy skits with me. Oh, yeah. He's I'm, good, though. My, my buddy, the way he shuts people down who try to heckle him. My buddy awesome. uh, had to post something. I'm like, okay, so who the hell is he? Oh, he was on Wild and Out. 
Yeah, I stopped watching MTV when uh, they stopped the music videos. I do like the show Wild and Out. Some of the some of the when they cap on each other or do whatever, <laughs> it's pretty funny to me. I knew of the show, and uh, if I was watching it, I was with my friends, and I was too drunk to even give a shit. I watch Wild and Out. That's a good show. I do like. It. I do enjoy watching that. I do like watching. You know, um, what's that one where they do the the Backyard Sluts Ten? No, kind of shit. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, what's his fucking name? That white dude that used to skateboard. Oh, um, um, uh, Rob Deerdeck. Deerdeck. Yeah. yeah, that one. What show is that? Uh, Robin Big. No, after that. See, I did like Robin Big. Robin that, Big was that, good. That I did watch. Robin Rob, Big. Rob, well, rest in peace, Big. Yeah, Big was his his bodyguard, <clears throat> but he was also a good friend of his. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. To and him. then uh, was it wiped out? No, it's not wiped out. Oh, when they were watching all the dumb videos. Yeah, and they got Chanel West Coast, and I yeah. like that show. All right. Fuck MTV. That's all I got to say. Bring back Headbangers Ball. That's all I got to say. Headbangers Ball was awesome. That's all I got to say. That was Robin Big's Ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. I like that show. Yeah, that one. I'll yeah. sit there and watch marathons of that shit. Yeah. It was all right. <clears throat> all right. What else we got on this album here? We'll um, go in depth here. You know, there's still... Burn It Down. I don't remember off the top of my head that one. I, I've i kind of listened to it. I mean, I think my uh, one of my boys uh, posted it up. Yeah, we listened to it one time. And he's like, oh, who's that? Blinded in Chains was featured on Need for Speed Most Wanted. I have that game. I didn't realize that was them. Hmm. Either that or I was too busy building my car to listen to the song. Probably. Yeah, Blinded and Changes from oh, that album. Oh, okay, no. Backcountry was on Madden 06. That's where I knew that Really? Game. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, because I believe uh, Donovan McNabb was on uh, the cover. And that, and I used to play my best friend Bobby. Uh, I'd go over and hang out with him. Bobby that's over there now? Yep. My, oh, my okay. Roommate. So I'd go beat his ass all the fucking time. <laughs> and I'm just pushing buttons and he's like, and I'm intercepting and taking them back for fucking touchdowns. And they go, oh, you fucking cheater. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's been like 15 years since yeah. we played. Uh, we probably played like one game of Madden in 15 years. We got copies of Madden all over the place, sir, because my kid likes playing <laughs> Madden. Um, let's see. So Saint, uh, someone's had Saints Row 2. Guitar Hero, Ro- oh, that's right. Well, I know Guitar a Guitar Hero. Hero yeah. yeah, I definitely uh, heard Rocksmith. them on there. You know, I always wanted to get a copy of Rocksmith. I think that's the one where you could get a real guitar to play with it. Hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, Nice for Speed, uh, Most Wanted. Uh, Beast of Harlot was featured on Burnout Revenge, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero Smash Hit, Rock Band 3, and Rocksmith. Let's see here, Blinded in Chains. So after this, uh, maybe jump to Nightmare? Ooh, yeah. Nightmare. That one. All right, Blinded in Chains. I love the opening drum solo. Definitely a signature sound with these guys. When you hear that guitar wail, you know it's them. What's wrong? 
This is blinded and changed. <clears throat> okay, yeah. He has definitely did. Damn, I don't need a fucking woman. <laughs> There's definitely subliminal, subliminal talking in the back. I love the guitar in this. So random, right there, just bum bum bum. That is it's different. It sounds like the uh, from Pantera. Uh, like, no, you not, hear their influence not, there. Not in none from it. Um, Wait, he didn't say a fucking woman, he says, and we're at it again, let me pause it, he goes, and we're at it again, I turn around, another fucking war, man, no, I don't war know, man, see, I, I don't know where to begin, but I'll start with the radical leaders, their steps, we're following, <laughs> oh, I thought he said woman, yeah, I, I always, I always sung it wrong, <laughs> I always sung it wrong. Oh, look at that. You're fucking 41 years old and you finally learned something. I Damn always man. learn something. That's <laughs> all I do is sit around and learn stuff. No shit. That, that's why I love lifting music. Yeah. I mean, and especially, uh, no, just take a little break from, uh, but us doing this. Yeah. You know, definitely I'm, I'm learning more from you and you're learning more from me yeah this is definitely a team uh, effort here and it's i mean no it's fun i mean i enjoy this and we have people that enjoy it so thank you for listening so if it, go back to the the refrain he goes running don't go back and fight too many you'll lose as the clowns you follow suit this is the subliminal part as the clowns you follow suit behind the blood between the red and white and blue but it's too deep for you to see everyone eventually will take the step. Because it's in sight. You take the left, I'll take the right. I feel the hate you've built for me, and I say, pay attention, baby. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a societal critique on how many are blinded by their sometimes wrong, by sometimes wrong beliefs. The song appears in the very popular racing game Need for Speed Most Wanted. Where it's been somewhat shortened and censored. Well, of course, because a bunch of kids are going to want to play car games. So oh, yeah. uh, That's like a six-minute song, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You want to play the whole thing? So, no, I know. What's another one? Are we done with that album? So I think we're going to go on to their next album. All right. You say it, I'll bring it up. So that would be uh, Nightmare. Oh, one of my favorites. Yes. Um, uh, mine definitely... Uh, Nightmare is uh, a good song. I, I listened to it plenty of times. And then uh, Welcome to the Family. Welcome to the Family, I do which, remember that. Which was, I think it was one of their first 
Let's say it's the band's second single release without former drummer The Rev. But uh-huh. the, this album is their first without The Rev because he had passed away. On uh, Nightmare? Yeah, yeah, year or two. The, it was released October 19th, 2010. And the Rev passed away December twenty eighth, two thousand nine. Yeah, they did a making of series on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Lee Singer, M Shadows, M Bases, Johnny Christ said that Rev wrote most of the song, and Shadows finished it when they started to record the album. So this is the your last time you hear anything from the rev yeah because it was recorded and all that before uh, he passed. when when i hear the song like welcome to the family because i already knew that he had passed and they brought in the new drummer yeah so i was and thinking, their sound changed too and, because and, and he I was wasn't th- screaming as much i was thinking more it was no welcome to the family now you're you know you're replacing our brother you know what i mean yeah but he said he in an interview he said he doesn't want the fans to think he's trying to replace him or take his no, fill his no, shoes. No, no, he's at just all. trying to to fulfill the envision that he had. One <clears throat> mm. uh, my favorite songs. It, this this is a, a tough one for me, but oh, don't start crying again. <laughs> hey, we all get emotional sometimes. Yeah, well, not <laughs> to millions of people who hear us. So far away. Yeah, that one definitely punches me in the chest. Um, this song is a tribute to the band's original drummer, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, who died in his sleep on December 28th, 2009. All right, well, how about we cover Nightmare first? It sounds like uh, the Freddy Krueger intro, the music. Yeah, from kind Nightmare of. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, kind of. No, I think it is. I think that's where they got it from. They had to get it. That's a Nightmare on Elm Street. This is the drummer Illa J, right? Yeah, this is the, the other drummer. Nightmare. I mean, that's cool, though. He wrote most of it. You see the drums in the operating room. Bunch of people in straight jackets. So, alright, here, here's some trivia. Pause that real quick. Um, if maybe you can make some sense of this to me. Hmm. Nightmare is a Vince Enfold's first album to be recorded without Jimmy the Rev Sullivan. Performing drums due to his death in December 2009. However, he did write parts that were used for the final recordings, making this the last album he would write on until 
2023. Yeah, because he was always writing songs. Remember, it said that he wrote a lot of the songs. So he wrote right. a lot of this stuff, and then they used it for this album. So he had influence on the album. So he's credited. Okay. And he has influence on the album. And his vocals takes are still on the album as a tribute to him. Yeah. The rest of the drum tracks were handled by Dream Theater drummer Mike Portney, which you talked about earlier. Yeah, and then that's the thing is is uh, is uh, he also did co-lead vocals. Well, yeah, the Sinister Gates did co-lead vocals, but the Rev wrote a lot of stuff, and mm. and they did a lot of uh, scream sessions and stuff where they right. had vocalizations and all that. Okay, uh, I, I I was curious. This you know this kind of sounded weird to me, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they still use his uh, even unrecorded or unreleased. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what they're talking about. Well, they did a lot of stuff, so yeah, they they could use it. So that's what it's like. He wrote parts that were used for the final recordings, making his last album. He would write on until 2023. So any albums after that, they probably still use uh, his vocals. Yeah, I'm sure they could sample it in there and make it make use of it. That way, he's still accredited. But now, to me, doing that would be um, well. Dis- no, they decided to move on, but they decided to keep going. Yeah. I mean, like you know, this Samantha we listen to, and but I mean, would you want the bad to get together and to well, that's have that's them the thing. Sample when I saw an interview with Vinnie Paul, he hmm. was saying how people kept telling him that. Maybe you should get, you know, the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold to come in, and and then you got Pantera again. And he goes, no, see, that's not how it works. No. He goes, you don't just have another band do a bunch of songs, Van Halen do a bunch of songs, and then you replace the lead singer, and you're like, look, you got Van Halen again. He goes, how would you feel about that? He goes, exactly. Fuck no. So that's why we're not doing Pantera anymore, because mm-hmm. it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. Now, yeah. certain bands decide to continue on, like Sublime with Rome or whatever, because that was a good friend of the of family, and he could do the vocals. See, and, and the, Now, Sublime or Rome, I, I would like to do more history on him. I, d- I don't know much. I mean, after, after what, 20 years? Then they did Sublime with Rome. Yeah, because... But then his... Uh, well, um, yeah. The original singer's old lady was suing them yeah and they co- said well the, when we so they just changed like, the title with, with rome so yeah it's they could technically rome. still keep recording yeah yeah i remember reading about that yeah so i mean i mean i guess that's an oh there you go there's some random shit we can go there you on. go random shit <laughs> I love that they're doing it in a crazy hospital and 
the priest is talking over him and trying to bless him and say his final prayers and all that. He's strapped to a gurney, wheeling him through the hospital. Descent into madness. Bloody handprints all over the wall. Dude dancing with a skeleton, just full crazy nuthouse. Tricycle, like it's a saw video. Oh, that's creepy. I love it. He's rocking a motorhead shirt. What? Right on. Okay, so that was Nightmare, and they did an interview, a Q&A, on the music of Nightmare with Avenged Sevenfold's bassist Johnny Christ, or Christ, however you say it. The success comes after months of emotional toll in late December. As we said before, the Rev Sullivan is found dead after his passing. Entertainment Weekly said, It has probably been a very exciting week with the album going number one, but probably the most bittersweet version of exciting. Johnny Christ said, You nailed it right there, absolutely. It is, is it possible to describe your emotional state? And he said, It's been hard. It's been a back and forth. I'm very excited and very blessed and very thankful. And at the same time, I wish that my brother was still here to share this moment. 
with me. But in all honesty, he left us a gift, and that was us being able to do this. We went through a lot of hard times just to create this record, so it's pretty awesome, and it's a good feeling. I'm just to try. I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. Uh, he said this album was very much a record we wrote 100% with Jimmy. He was there for every single song. We had his hand in every single piece of music that was written for this record. We wrote for like nine months we wanted to make a heavier more concentrated album it was going to be a concept album originally and the music was 100% written about a week or two before we were going to hit the studio Jimmy passed and everything changed the lyrics became a tribute to Jimmy and how we were feeling at the time and as that happened it became much darker it became a much darker record than we ever written before it's very emotionally charged, I think. We went into the studio like any other time, just ready to write and get excited about a new record. And Jimmy was super excited. He was really proud of the work that he had done. So after he passed, we knew that we had to continue this record and get it out there because he would have wanted us to do that. We went into the studio, and it was so therapeutic. It was a blessing that we didn't know that was going to happen. We're here we're when you're concentrating on just the music, you're not thinking about anything else. There were two songs that Matt or M Shadows had already written lyrics for before Jimmy's passing, and Jimmy was a part of that too. He liked those lyrics, so we didn't change them. Like on Nightmare, those are very much the lyrics that Matt had already written. Then you get the songs like Danger Line that I was that was I believe already was written as well, but it kind of took a new meaning to it. It was written for a soldier and about a soldier's death, and it became kind of a new meaning. We have a song, Welcome to the Family. We realize for the first time in our lives that people go through this every day around the world. There is someone very close to them that we're losing every day, that this song is. We know how you're feeling. Welcome to our lives. That was really a heartfelt song that was written out. It's a song that Jimmy actually came to us with musically, and I'm pretty sure he actually said welcome to the family when he demoed it out. And then we wrote the lyrics and made it what it is now. And Entertainment said there are places where Jimmy is actually on this album vocally. And he said yes, there is a song in the record fiction that he'd written for his side project band many years ago. <clears throat> and he never finished it. Literally about three days before his passing he had finally finished it and recorded the last part of the song. What he sang was basically saying goodbye to all his friends and all of us. It's hard to listen to, but outside of that, it's just a beautiful, well-written song that only Jimmy could have written. And only Jimmy could have sang those parts. Matt went in and just tried to finish that idea with the lyrics, and I think he did a great job. So, uh, going back to the song, uh, Welcome to the Family, that, 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 that was touching me a lot, and it hurts. I just found out uh, not too long ago, uh, my cousin, uh, he had a stroke, and they put him in um, uh, uh, chemically induced uh, coma. coma thing on Facebook. Uh, his daughter decided to um, take him off life support in the next two days. I'm sure there's reasons behind that. Yeah, because... He he was he's one of like the most happiest guys. I mean, he after his mom passed, my aunt Ruth. Um, 
who kind of went down in a spiral. But he had his wife, Linda. And when she passed away, uh, th- there was no one there to take care of him no more. So, I mean, no, he went. So, this is... Um, <clears throat> it's a post that uh, my, my cousin, Bianca, did for her father. Okay, family, this is an update on Mr. Salazar. Whoever wants to come and see him should come within the next two days I'm not prolonging his life support for longer than they already told me that he's struggling as it is for the ones who got to be there for the link video chat that the doctors did have heard his condition and how he is I'm not willing to give this any longer and I'm sorry for anyone who feels differently but that's my update Sorry for the sad update. So within two days, um, my cousin's gonna be taken off of life support. That's my mom's cousin, my first, my mom's first cousin. But you know, he's my cousin too, because you yeah. know, I've, I've known him my whole life. Yeah. I mean, uh, his brother was my grandparents' uh, godson. That that song, um, you know, welcome to the family, just. You know, he he doesn't deserve to suffer. I mean... Yeah, he, no, I understand. He's he seen his mother pass away, <clears throat> and I was at that funeral mm-hmm. from my Aunt Ruth. This was 18 years ago, because yeah. my aunt passed away three months after my own dad passed away. Mm. So in two years, you know, I had to, I had to go to two different funerals. Yeah, you've definitely been hit with a lot. Me too. We've and, all been hit with a lot lately. Um, and then he lost his wife, and she was not one of the coolest people. I mean, uh, you know, they were uh, fucking cowboy fans. So yeah, I, 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 I still, I still will not root for the cowboys. I still say fuck the Cowboys. You but know, I'm not a Bears fan, but for oh, I like the for, Bears for our friend, more than the Niners. We had a friend of the family that we called Papa Cavey. For his funeral, we all wore Bears t-shirts and jerseys. Oh, for his that funeral must have hurt you bad. No, it was an honor to do that for somebody we loved. You know, I and I, I all do the, all that. the bullshit aside. I, I love talking shit about football teams and all that, but when you can that put that bullshit aside to. and wear that jersey for a family member, mm-hmm. that's in honor of them. You, yeah. you don't have to be in love with the team. You don't have to be like, oh, it's like holy water burning me. You know, you're doing it because you love that person and to um, show respect. Who who knows? Some of my closest friends are Cowboys fans the, the, and, and you, Raiders you fans know, and stuff. May, so maybe my my cousin may will pull through. Uh, maybe not. But uh-huh. well, do you want to play a song for him? We got an Avenged Sevenfold bucket list here. You want to play a song for him? I will. But uh, I will say this on air. Somehow, if he pulls through, I'm still gonna tell him, "Fuck the Cowboys." There you go. There you go. But you gotta think positively. When, um, if you know, he does pass, I will wear a fucking fuck. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I will wear a cowboy jersey to his funeral. Just so I know, he's going to laugh at my ass from heaven. You motherfucker. (laughs) You finally fucking just to be a bitch. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I know the song you're going to have. Powerful song. And this is a tribute to the Rev. All right. So what we have here is So Far Away. 
Never feared for anything Never shamed but never free A life that healed the broken heart With all that it gave Lived the life so endlessly Saw beyond what others see I tried to heal your broken heart With all that I could Will you stay?
that's, that's damn good song. That's a fucking powerful song. Uh, so, so we're gonna say fuck it and jump out of order because we're passionate about a lot of these songs. So let's just fucking jump into it. What else do you want to put on? So um, we wanted to leave that song uninterrupted because it was such a, a powerful one that you know for people who are gone away and and that one it uh, definitely uh, has uh, impact on me. You know, losing my best friend, losing my dad, and I, you know, I think I probably mentioned on the old uh, episodes. I played it for uh, my best friend Chris, and and he loves. And this guy is a fucking like metal. Oh, he's a rock fucking or rap guy. <laughs> Who is that? And my boy, my boy Chris. Oh, uh, he he's just all rap, you know, fucking Mac Dre, fucking Tupac, which, you know, I, I yeah. would never say no to Tupac, but, you know, uh, a lot of these songs, like, when we started chilling almost 10 years ago, yeah, uh, I was showing him these different songs, you know, songs that you showed me, and then definitely some of uh, the events unfold, and, and, uh, so far away i mean we both can relate to it because we both lost our fathers and dear god off of uh venge sunfold's fourth entitled the self-titled one we're jumping backwards but fuck it this song overview of the song dear god was released as the fourth single from the album song was a deviation from the band's usual heavy metal style Taking on more of a country feel. Ooh. Johnny Christ stated that the inspiration for the song came from the band's friendship with country acts Big and Rich. No well, shit. Who you were talking about We were earlier. just talking about shit like that. Their influence can be heard on the background vocals of Music Mafia m- member Shanna Crooks. I mean, I, I love this song. Uh, my ex uh, used to play it all the time uh, right after uh, her aunt had passed away. Mm. So she could uh, uh, resonate the lyrics yeah. to her life, what was going on. I mean, I think, I, I believe the song speaks for itself. So we'll do another I, I uninterrupted? Don't, I, don't, I don't think we should do commentary on it unless you want to. No, no, I'm, I'm down. I, I, uh, so we're just going to play some of the song. and uh, We'll just play it and listen. Yeah. All right, here we go.
Damn good song right there. It's so I'm thinking I want to change it up and play the one "This Is War." But that song, dear God, uh, such a fucking good song. Or this means war. I'm sorry, my fucking brain is. Oh yeah, that's a my... that's actually no, that's a good song. I mean, that's, that's a damn good song, good song to maybe end off on. Oh, it's been kind of a little. Dark the last. Well, we got some more songs to cover. I'm thinking maybe we'll do a little bit of the album, this piece, a piece of heaven. Oh, oh shit! I mean, fucking afterlife is a good song too. Oh yeah, we gotta touch that one too. And scream, scream, definitely want to cover scream. scream. I was like, holy shit! Definitely want to cover scream. Maybe the first time I heard that. Uh, it maybe some filmed over the course of two weeks in spring 2014 across Latin America. This means war. This is one of my favorite songs by them. Oh, 
Oh, I'd love to see these guys in concert. I've never seen these guys in concert, have you? No, that's that's the one that, that, that one's on the list. Uh, I mean, it's not my top. It's, I mean, it's not on my bucket list. It's but, definitely on mine. But no, I, I my bucket list concerts are done. Now, there's other bands that I do want to see. And I'll take that. Well, that would consider on the list, maybe not the bucket no, list, but no, something no, no, no. that's You know, your bucket list is your top, you know, thing that you have to do before you die. If I died and we see events in the school, it wouldn't be a big deal. Oh, man. Now, if I die and I don't get to see Weird Al, I will fucking haunt some people. Definitely want to do a Weird Al concert. Oh, fuck. To me, that's what, uh, this song is so yeah. heavy. You definitely hear the Phil Salmo sound that he was going to I love that sometimes they do a studio slash live album or a song. I mean, I like that. They, they show them, uh, you know, playing whatever in the studio, but then they show them the live concert. Yeah, and they're including the audience yeah. and the fans in their in their yeah, music. One of video, one of our favorite bands, they do that too. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know it's so hard not to say it. Uh, no, nope, nope, nope. Definitely not. Hey, Want to yeah. save it? Nope. If anybody knows this thing, we probably already fucking know. Well, then let them, let them, you know, let them speculate. Season their own shit. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say that about our listeners, but I just let them ruminate on it. Well, there are uh, regulars. They definitely know about. Yeah, but I don't want to reveal that. I think that would be a good season finale. How many fucking more episodes do we have? Quite a bit, sir. Quite a bit. <laughs> Fuck, can we just do it now? And then, and then we could do it we'll, now, we'll, but it would... I mean, we can record it, but we won't release it yet. No, fuck no. I say we should do it. <laughs> fucking... Nah, it makes, it makes it that much sweeter if we wait. Oh, here comes that epic guitar solo. Right. No 
I gotta say, Shadows is one of the most legendary voices, dude. video shows a bunch of riots, people fighting back against the riots, shows all the countries they're playing in, something different Fuck yeah, dude. Can you imagine <coughs> what it's like to be on stage? Thousands of people, sold out shows, doing that. What if we got to do that one day? We just sat on stage and fucking did that? Just getting drunk and doing a stupid ass show? Who the fuck wouldn't listen to our dumbasses? I don't know, but if we're it happens, fucking, that would be we're pretty not cool. We're Chong, and we're not Jay and Silent Bob. No, but so who no, the we're fuck Mike and Matt. are we? No, we're Mike and Matt. We're Ready Player You, baby. <laughs> I mean, what oh, if I, it, like I mean, stranger I, things I, have happened. I, like you said, we're, we're Mike and Matt. That's right, baby. <laughs> this is this is this wouldn't work without either one of us. So you know, we'll ride this pony till it dies. Uh, so uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so okay. we could touch on a few more songs. I would definitely want to d- at least get Into, a couple uh, songs in of the, of the new album, uh, especially the new one. Yes, we're definitely showing the influence of this band and their their upbringing. Their their okay. Uh, so we talked about Hell the King. We talked about Nightmare. Their influences. Uh, the stage. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the that? stage? That's one of their albums. That's with the uh, Wacker Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I know the name. Like, we're we're childish, but yeah, and we've been childish ever since we were like fourteen years old. So, uh, Wacker Man, thank you for uh, keeping the dream alive here. <laughs> Damn the stage! You know what? I don't know any of these. So oh, I haven't oh, heard oh, anything oh, from oh, it yet. Oh, oh, I I no, I, I do know one song off here. Really? They, I haven't heard they, any yet. They, they did um, a cover. Did they really? Wish you were here. Did you? I got another cover song after this one. So this one, this song, I did. I did hear. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when? oh yes, I definitely want to hear this one. I, I did not know Avenged Sevenfold did a cover. Wish you were here. It was like one of my favorite songs. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yes. Yeah. That was off of the Wall, I believe. No. Um, I believe so. <laughs> Wish you were here. This is off the new one. No, this was off of uh, their... Uh, I was going to say, because I've heard this before. 
no, no, this was off. Uh, this album came out in 2017. This is called The Stage. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm jumping around. I thought we were gonna jump to the new album. See, my no, bad. See, no, the the I haven't heard anything off the stage. This is the only song I've heard. Oh yeah, I gotta. But I mean, um, where? I used to listen to this a lot when I heard this one. What? Or this? No, one? this this cover event. Yeah. See, you know what? I'm not I'm not big on covers. <clears throat> really... I, I have changed my stance on them over the time. If they don't fuck it up. Like when Disturbed no. did Sound of Silence, oh absolutely oh. legendary cover. <laughs> it, th- that one. Um, now, remember when um, they did Icon? When? For Metallica. When Disturbed did Icon? No, uh, Metallica. Uh, they had uh, Nothing Else Matters, but that was Aaron Lewis. Mm. Which was you know what? fucking awesome. I only saw parts of that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because now I have access to it. I, w- I was I was 16. I was up visiting my dad. And I love this part right here where the guitar kicks. When in. they came on, Corn uh, did a one, mm-hmm. which not my favorite. Not my favorite but, cover of that song, but but I mean it, they did they did it, it in their own it, style it, though. Yeah. Um, then fucking they had Snoop Dogg out there. And, but definitely uh, just uh, staying uh, doing uh, nothing else matters. Let's hear the lyrics kick in. Aaron Luce is the vocal. So, so you think you can tell. Oh, there we go. And they have a video to go with it. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's live recording, but it's studio sound. Yeah. Did they get you to trade? Wish, wish you were here, or I wish you were here. Wish you were here. Yes. I wish. Oh, you mean the original? No, it's wish you were here. No, pretty sure. Look at that. <coughs> pretty sure. This is the only single off of uh, the album. Oh, what a wish you were here. Fuck me. Uh, rank 302 on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time. Well, fuck you, Rolling Stone. <laughs> Come on, Pink Floyd. Well, there's so many to pick from. They got to rank them somewhere. Somebody, you're not gonna make everybody happy. No. Obviously, this song could be a number one to somebody, and it could be number seven to somebody else. To me, it's all perspective, like we've been saying. There you go. We could do uh, maybe a 30 minute uh, episode on covers. Our top 10 covers. No. That would be good. Each. And you guys have the uh, backup like I think I think that'd be good. It looks like every stadium they go to is damn near sold out. That's probably in fucking Europe or something. 
Well, it's taken from several places. Oh, yeah, though. It's a good Guys like these, they're in fucking Europe all the goddamn time. Slipknot, Metallica, they tour more in Europe than they do in fucking America. No, no, all the time. Most goddamn time. And if they are, they're still in the fucking East Coast. Well, what would you do if you were a rock star? You would tour where you want to see. Maybe you have certain favorite venues. Oh, look, they got a guy in a wheelchair there hoisting him up above the crowd. Yeah, that's what it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, he wore a shirt. Yeah, he is. He was on. So if you guys don't know, we are going to be doing videos, hopefully soon. Yeah, I'm going to talk to my brother about our new setup. And we're going to probably do some of these uh, reaction videos. Yeah, and that would be, cool. be videos that we've probably already seen. If y'all are waiting to hear those, we're definitely excited to do it. But uh, we're, we're waiting on it. The, some, some of those uh, reaction videos, even though we've seen them, uh, we may not see them in a while. Yeah. So we may do some trivia on each other to say, hey, when was the last time you watched this video? Yeah, definitely. And I, I definitely have some. I mean, I'm definitely going to pull up some 80s shit on your ass. Um, and so some of my favorite videos as a kid. So what do we got off the new album that they just put out? <coughs> I want to hear one of those. This oh. is definitely going to be a first time hearing because they just came out with it. So yeah, so their first uh, 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 gonna cut all this shit out. Um, where the fuck is oh uh, oh okay, uh, life is but a dream, and that came out June second. Yeah. It just oh. came out a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, my uh, my backup in my department for produce. Oh, she's a huge uh, Avenged Sevenfold fan. Well, hopefully we're doing them justice because we're trying to cover as much as we can here. Yeah. So um, this is also the first album to feature contributions from their late drummer Jimmy the Rev Sullivan. Since Nightmare 2010. Similar to the stage, Life is But a Dream was produced by the band with Joe Barisi. It makes the band's return to Warner after a long dispute between the band and Warner Music in 2010. Alright, well here's Life is But a Dream. Let's uh, get it. No, uh, nobody. I believe that's the name of the song. Life is but a dream official visual. Oh, wait, what? No, yeah. Wait. Go ahead, play it. Yeah, that's what hey, I'm saying. Don't, don't tell me this is the fucking song I'm thinking of. <gasps> don't tell me this is the fucking cover. Fuck my ass. Is this, this better not be the cover I'm thinking of. I think I'm just going to not react. I just want to hear it and get my reaction after.
Okay, so um, what do you think about this new album? This new album. You know, they're doing that avant-garde thing, mm-hmm. and you looked it up. What does it say avant-garde is? Because it's, it's just not, it's not the same shit they've always done. I think the only song I like off of it so far is that song Easier, because it gets a little grungy. Uh, uh, what I looked up for, they're considered avant-garde metal. It's a subgenre of heavy metal music loosely defined by use of experimentation and innovation. Avant-garde elements include non-standard and unconventional sounds, instruments, song structures, plain style, and vocal techniques. Avant-garde metal is influenced by progressive rock, extreme metal, uh, death metal, and closely related to progressive metal. And some scenes include uh, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, Seattle, Oslo, Tokyo, whatever the fuck. Um, so uh, I did get a hold of one of my friends uh, from work. She's a huge um, uh, the Avenged Sevenfold fan. Um, let's see if I can, uh, get her on here and, um, hold her, hold, the, hold it to the front of it. That way we get a better recording. Uh-huh. Hey, Molly. Hi. Hey, so we went over the definition of, uh, avant-garde, uh, metal. And this is what the new, uh, Event Sevenfold album is considered. Um, uh-huh. So I know you're a Vince Sevenfold fan. So what were what, what did you think about the new album? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like it wasn't like my favorite album. Like, <laughs> um, I did like their like the first like release like Nobody. Like I, I like I liked that one. Yes, yeah, that one like, sounded really like, good. Like the original like song like like that one was good. Um, uh, I kind of liked, like, the sound of G, like, but that one was kind of, like, I feel, and, uh... I thought Easier sounded really good. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, it was kind of grungy. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what it was about this album, like, just, like, they, their sound... Yeah, there there's nothing on here that like what we've listened to like clips and some of the full songs. Like I don't think uh, I I actually liked any. I mean, besides um, uh, the the uh, uh, the, the nobody. first nobody, yeah. Um, but uh, nothing but a dream. I'm like, oh, I, that's an old like fifty song or some. And it was just a straight instrumental. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, Nobody and We Love You are the singles. But it's just yeah. like they're experimenting on everything yeah. on this album. That's what I get from it. Like, there was definitely something that, like, it, it was completely different than uh, like night- all of their other stuff. Like Nightmare or, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's so different title. because the Rev had nothing to do with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I don't know it. I mean, to me, uh, I 
I mean, maybe I have to listen to the whole thing, but I, in my opinion, from what I've listened to, this may be the weakest album. Um, but I mean, like some of my favorite out favorite albums is definitely uh, like Self Entitled or um, Nightmare. Um, those are like the more harder song. That's more my style. Yeah, self-titled uh, for sure. I personally like City of Evil. Yeah, City. A lot. Yeah, yeah, City of Evil is uh, definitely good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's that that one. Then, like, I don't know. Like, like, have you guys like heard anything from like the live in the LBC, like Diamonds in the Rough? Like, I know that they released that one like within like the last couple years because of COVID. That one was not like previously released like you had to like go looking for that stuff well i know that they did one live um one live video movie video are you turned on yeah it don't sound it oh really yeah <laughs> you sound far away i know they did one live one live studio deal with like um oh that's the lv right the you asking me or her no uh, yeah oh one of you the I'm talking about the live in the LBC one. It's like the it's that one that's like called Diamonds in the Rough now. Yeah, like, I, I know it. I, had- I, I, I I I was googling it and that one did pop up, but I didn't. Um, all, all I saw was uh from the uh with Nightmare. Oops, uh from Nightmare to uh, I I believe the newest one. Because that's what they're actually calling, like, their actual albums. Yeah, it's not. one live album DVD is the only one that's listed as released. Yeah. Yeah, because well, Live in the LBC originally, like, wasn't, like, re- like released as an album itself. Like, it was, like, completely separate. And it wasn't released on Spotify or anything like that whenever Spotify came around and stuff like that. It was only, like, after the fact, like, that they felt that it like needed like its own release like and so they did it like around covid hmm. like they released it in diamonds in the rough and i was so happy so so i have a question for you um hmm. so how long have you listened to uh, event sinful uh probably well my first exposure was afterlife that was my first the first song i ever heard that's a good song. I like that. That's the first song that I had ever heard. And I was, like, so, like, like, I was so, like, entranced by, like, the sound of it. Like, I enjoyed, like, the instrumentals along with the, um, along with, like, their sound and everything. Yeah. He's so, definitely got an original sound. I mean, once I heard them, I was definitely hooked. Yeah. So, um, yeah. now, like, you, you've been, uh, like, when I first met you at work, like, you said that you're like a big fan. You're all excited about them. Um, so, if you listen to the out, al- there are different albums. Can you tell when the Rev is there and when he's not? Um, to be honest, yes. Like I felt that loss um, when when we got to like the stage versus when when nightmare came out because in nightmare he was still around yes like in like in aspects of nightmare yeah because yeah, he had written part of that album well most of that album and you could tell that the vibe changed the feeling changed it was just yeah you could you felt that it was missing him yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we 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 were listening to those songs and uh, we were doing our history on it and yeah, it it had been what since two thousand nine, but then when the stage came, they ended up using some of uh, uh, his writing uh, or lyrics or something uh, to be part of that album. His influence? Yeah. Yeah, the imprint, like the original style there. But after Hail to the King, when we got to like the stage, like it, like the vibe changed. Yeah, um, exactly. After, after uh, Hail to the King, uh, I, I, I hadn't heard anything from him. I mean, I was like, oh, here's the new song. Like, eh. eh but I mean, everything with the Rev, I mean... Uh, Wait, so you never listened to the stage? I, uh, the, a couple songs. We did go. <laughs> we we did go over uh, uh, some of those. Some um, of those songs in the in the stage are really good. We uh, some of them are just. I think I think the one we did uh, we, the one that we did listen to was uh, "Wish You Were Here," which was uh, the uh, the cover of uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, that one was a cover. No, yeah. I'm talking about the original songs. <laughs> um, no, um, I may have to uh, go through and. I personally liked um, Goddamn in that one. I think for sure, would... that's a good one in that one. Oh. Um, I like Roman Sky, but it's not for everybody. I feel. Hmm. Um. I can see that. So, out of uh, let me uh, before we got the phone and uh, sure. so, what's your favorite um, Vince Semple song of all time? Little Piece of Heaven. Nice choice. <laughs> nice choice. Oh, I like 100%, that. Okay, so <laughs> so Mike, what's your favorite event unfold? Uh, it's it's a toss up between Hail to the King, this is war, this means war, and Shepherd of Fire. Those three I could listen to all day long. You like the Hail to the King album? <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm a big fan of the Shepherd of Fire because a it was featured in one of my favorite video games in Black mm-hmm. Ops. Um, oh, it definitely has a lot of passion in there. It definitely has, like, fuel to the fire of that album. It's just one of those songs that just makes you want to drive faster. <laughs> and he's a big car guy, that's why. Oh, okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, no, for me... Um, seize the Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's uh, it's that's it's like choosing between your favorite kids or something, see, you know. If <laughs> oh uh, uh, seize the day, um, uh, dear God, uh, uh, there's uh, there's so many that are just impactful for me. I mean, I mean, you guys like mentioned all these like no harder songs, but you know me, I like the uh. uh 
the way that the songs sound to me um it the resonant resonate <laughs> the way um but all right thank you for molly for being on here and as soon as we get this all done i'm gonna give you yeah cut this out she's gonna have to listen to it first yeah so (laughs) (laughs) and then you can listen to it with uh alex and all that but you know thank you molly um we're gonna uh cut it out when we're shit we're over two hours now that's all right Um, we got we got another another couple things to do before we're done in this episode but so we're gonna uh do clips and you know uh you're gonna be uh my second guest oh no third guest on my podcast yeah because my mom and uh my sister were the first two i got one ready to go when you're done all right (laughs) yeah so uh all right i'll talk to you later all right thank you thank you bye all right, so I got another one. He's a, also a huge Event Sevenfold fan. He's been waiting for this episode. So we're going to call him and get him on the phone here. Hello. Hey, Tim. What's going on? I got you on the air, brother. We're doing the Event Sevenfold uh, episode. Wanted to get your thoughts on it, see how you felt about the albums, if you've heard the new one. Right on. I'm, I'm glad you guys are hitting me up. I've uh, been listening to you guys since the beginning. I really like what you guys are doing. Hey, I, I appreciate it. So you're the one that's been asking about me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I feel like harassing you a little bit. Okay, because, bring uh, it. Just one of those guys, but I've been nice. Bring it. Yeah, so um, <laughs> how did you How did you start listening? What, what was the first one <clears throat> you heard? What, what got you into him? Oh. Man, I mean, I'm sure I've heard plenty before this because listening to music with friends and stuff, but maybe I didn't really pay attention. But I remember listening to Almost Easy on the air. You know, uh, KRZ was the radio at the time. Amen to that. And yeah, and I was hooked. And I just started learning. I think it was, it wasn't brand new. It, I think it was around 08. And once I heard that song, I was hooked. And I've only made it to one concert. I did them recently. Uh, I think it was three years ago. Four, no, it's been four years ago. It was their world tour with Metallica. And I got to see... <laughs> oh, I know about that one. <laughs> yeah, so I was down on the floor, uh, in the really close to a mosh pit. I didn't go in on that particular concert. It was really hot that day. But, man, we had a good time. But, I mean, I love Avenged Sevenfold, one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I agree. Have you heard any of their yeah. new album? I have not. Just, you know, what you get on the internet, like Facebook and Instagram, I've heard their little bits and pieces. I haven't went looking for it. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm an old school fan. So as they've changed, losing the rev, I didn't really like their direction. They've kind of went. I still like the music, like Shepherd of Fire. <laughs> it just got real soft. It, no, so, that, that song is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know you I could just, tell that they changed. Yeah, just don't, they're not hungry, and I know it was always him that really did a lot of that. I mean, he did all the screaming, of course, but Shadow still screamed, so I really liked it. So, I mean, I don't know, I'm going to listen to it, yes, because I'm a fan, and I just want to know, but I I just don't want to be let down, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've started sampling some of it on YouTube, and 
they have a couple of singles out, you know, We Love You, and then, you know, I think one of the, my favorite songs on there is, is uh, Easier, because it gets a little grungy, but it's a very expert, uh, they experiment a lot. Avant-gar- uh, avant-garde. Yeah, it's avant-garde metal. So it's like they experiment yeah. with vocals and different sounds, and there's maybe a couple of tracks on there that have a lot of potential. If they, you know, it might grow on me, but as it stands as a whole, it's probably my least favorite album, probably the weakest album, I think. Yeah, and, and, and this is a, this is initial reaction to it. Yeah, and uh, you know, what I'm is- not sure when Shadows actually sat down with Axl Rose, but that's when I noticed huge change in the way they're whole system was going really and i'm not saying axel rose did it to him but once i heard that i was like cool i like axel we'll see how this is and i'm not i don't know exact dates but i do remember hearing that he sat down with him and if it was before when we were you know the white album hey more power to him that's what it was but so i don't know i mean what white album? The, the good stuff that's for sure uh, what, what do you mean white album uh avenge uh with uh, almost easy and afterlife, all the like. When oh you can yeah. Tell the rev is really involved because I know like nightmare and a couple of those songs he was still a part of, but he wasn't alive when that album was released. So yeah, because he, he wrote somewhere. he wrote all of that, but he didn't get he yeah, died for, like three weeks before. Apparently, apparently he wasn't the in it. Hold on, you're cutting out, brother. Am I still there? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the what? Yeah, so. He wasn't the drummer the way I understood it during like a uh, nightmare album, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, they he had a guy fill in for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Adam or whatever, the young, the skinnier kid, uh, Aaron. I think it was Aaron. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just wanted to get your input on there, see what you thought about it, if you had heard the new album or not. Yeah, no. Immor- no immortalize you in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what? <coughs> Yeah, Shit. I know. I should have listened to it. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm G, I'm, you know, just like, you know, anything like Transformers G1. I love all the old stuff. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. My, I tell you what, if I was in my 20s, I would have already known exactly every single album and all the words, and I'd be singing to you guys. But <laughs> uh, anymore. So <laughs> I, you know, I do have a, a question for you though. What is yeah. your favorite uh, event song? Uh. I'd have to say, hands down, Afterlife. It's got some meaning to me. Uh, just, you know, going through some dark times with that. In between that album and listening to um, Alice in Chains' Dirt. Uh, yes. Down in the Hole. Yes. Those two down, right down, there down, down in the Hole. me through my rough times and uh, trying to get out of that slump I was in. And, hey, uh, you know what? Afterlife. The, no, yeah, that that that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, dirt yeah. is then down in a hole. Um, I definitely see myself, but that's probably another I can story definitely relate for to those. Uh, another for episode. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's great, bro. Uh, and, and finally, Mike was like, "Hey, talk to your boy and give him some shit." Yeah. So all right, well, uh, yeah. I was just happy to get you on the phone to get your input on this episode of this album, you know, or this band. All right. And uh, I know Thank you got you. a lot of family stuff going on, so uh, I'll let you get to yeah. it. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know it's probably dinner time. 
I'll be listening to you guys about 12.45 a.m., so hopefully it's all ready by then. Sounds good, brother. All right. All right thanks, see Brian. You see ya. All right, bye. So, um, oh, there we go. Wait, we got two fans of Avenged Sinful. Yeah, I, I thought that's pretty fucking cool. So, um, do you want to get to uh, our week in review? What we've done this last week? Anything new for you? <sighs> or anything week? Or this week? Yeah, this week. <clears throat> um, so I'm not going out of town like we talked about. Oh shit! So, yeah, I guess we're not going out of town this weekend. Yeah. Um, but hey, we ain't got shit. But well, shit, that means I'm, you could probably sleep in tomorrow. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Oh, fuck, are, are you working? Are you working tomorrow? Is, is Saturday. Tomorrow's gonna be Saturday. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. But no, I, I'm. I'm gonna take Monday off, and I'm fucking going to the goddamn Ramate. Dude, I haven't been to the Monday sale in so long. I, I told my friend, it was like at work, she's like. What what days do you have? Uh, I got to work Sunday. I'm off Monday. Wait, the when do you take the uh, the kids back to their dad? Sunday. All right, fuck it. I want to go to the mate on Monday. Me yeah. too. Do yes. chicken on a Let, stick. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I've been wanting to go back there to get some more Nintendo 64 games and shit. Oh, because I wanted to get me some Mario Kart, some Golden Eyes, some stuff like that. Yeah. But. Uh, they sit out in the sun all day, so it's like, dude... They're going to be fucking warped as fuck. Well, no, I did buy a couple... I bought that 64 in the dresser right there. Uh-huh. I bought that from there, and a couple of controllers, and it works great. Oh, and everything was there. <clears throat> I even got one of the limited purple edition controllers, a clear purple controller. Oh, yeah. Man, dude, totally. I got some cool shit with it. Um, but I did find that place uh-huh. up in Fresno, the Alex's uh, retro games and stuff, and oh, he's yeah. got all the stuff I want on there. So, uh... How's uh, your week going so far? Uh, well, me and the old lady split up, so I saw that coming. I'm sorry to hear that. Crazy I mean, came out, so you, that's... You seem, you seem happy, though. I was happy. I was happy till her crazy came out, and I'm just like, nope, deuces. I, I've dealt with crazy. I'm not doing that. Bitches be crazy. Bitches be wilding out here. <laughs> Other than that, nothing major. Kid's finally on summer break. He's having the time of his life playing all the video games he can handle and eating all the microwave food because I see him once a day at dinner and then he's just back in his hole. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? One of these days we got to get his ass in here in our cave. Eh, if he wants to, if he if he digs on that. Let's see what we got for... Um, oh, and then... Oh, so speaking of which... Um, Central Valley Raps is finished up the um, the graphics on Karina's speaker. Oh. So I got Stranger Things tattooed on there. Her name <coughs> is on there. I'm going to polish it up. The rest of the parts just came in. I'm going to finish putting it together and mm. give it a test run. And then, Karina? Karina, when you get this, when you hear this episode, give me a call and we'll pick a place to meet. And I'll run you down on everything that goes on with the speaker and mm. get you all laid out and how to use it. And Karina, he is uh, good at polishing things, so uh, don't be too scared. <laughs> but, <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you know, I'm an electrician, if, we do it in the dark with dykes and strippers. <laughs> Just kidding. And in glow in the dark. But um, um, so but, I wanted to give a shout out to Central Valley Raps. You can find them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find their website, centralvalleywraps.com. Uh, let me double check my references here so I can make sure. So well, I get it look, accurate. While he's looking up that, uh, Karina, when you hear this, um, 
maybe once we get you your uh, speaker, uh, maybe you can come in for, you know, like 20 minutes during your lunch or uh, whenever you're free and just let us know how you like our podcast and then plus you have your guest want, spot on the show you want some fucking free shit and get yeah. your cousin on here because uh, he's oh expe- uh, speaking of uh, our frescas yeah we're gonna have them in the studio here pretty he, soon uh, he messaged me uh, just last night and I would like to say what he had to say and he said how's it going brother just heard the podcast where you guys mentioned the Awas again and how, how about an interview possibly. What's up, man? Let me know when I'm I'm ready. And I told him, well, Mike needs to set up another mic. And once we get that going, we're going to get it. So we, we do have things uh, in the works. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, what this is only what episode four of right. season two, right? So we do have, um, we do have a game plan of what we want to do, but uh, definitely we can make that happen because my cousin Juan is definitely going to be on the show. Uh, I'd love to get Frankie on here. We yeah. want to get you in here and get your input on the speaker and what you thought about it and and how excited you were that you want a speaker. Anyways, the speaker is done by uh, the the wrap. The vinyls on there is done by Central Valley Custom Wraps, and you can find them on Instagram at CVC underscore Wraps, and their website is CentralValleyCustomWraps.com. He does underglow lights. He does uh, graphics. He does designs, um, and then he also has uh, no credit needed. You can get financing available and all that stuff. He does. You know, full wraps and Chrome deletes and all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, shoot him a message, let him know where you heard us from, and uh, and that's basically who did the vinyls on there. Um, did you want to do emails? We got an email. We got an email. Okay, so we got a new email in. Uh, let's loading up here. What another five minutes? No, I don't know. This PC is so <laughs> fucking slow, dude. I can't wait till this new setup comes in, cause fuck, dude, we're gonna be able to do shit so much smoother. Oh, Timmy, the we just on the phone with, we got an email <laughs> from him. <laughs> Finally, get the review we have been waiting for. Ah, he's been waiting for this one. So, what celebrity would you fight and why? Mine is Robert De Niro. I can't stand him in Meet the Fockers. Robert De Niro, Meet the Fockers. He. He did try pretty hard to be a, a badass, you know, CIA or whatever dude in that movie. No. Would I want to fight him? Mm. Fuck no. Hey, because no. that's, uh, that's a video call he owned. Yeah, but he wasn't in that movie. It's almost like he was trying pretty hard, but I see his point. Why he would want to fight him in there. If I had to fight a celebrity, I don't know. Who would you fight? Oh, who's that motherfucker with the big ass nose that's in all the Ben Stiller uh, movies? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, just one big hit to his fucking schnoz, and that'll knock that motherfucker out. You know why his nose is like that? It's because it's been broken. Okay, he's fucking annoying. I you cannot so? stand that motherfucker. I like him. I like him. I don't. I don't know. I him. like Luke Wilson better. I like them both. I like his brother better in fucking. Um, 
Wouldn't everybody stupid in uh, the future? Oh, oh, you mean, um, is it Idiocracy? Idiocracy, yes. Yeah, and I like that movie. Th- that's our, our fucking yeah, that was good. now. I like that movie. I, I like Luke Wilson better than Owen Wilson, just because of Owen Wilson's nose, and he's in all of fucking Ben Stiller's fucking movies. I don't know if you consider Gavin Newsom a celebrity or not, but I would mm-hmm. definitely like to beat his ass. But if it was like a movie star, musician, celebrity, hmm, who sticks out the most <coughs> annoying to me? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I don't want to fight a girl. <coughs> I don't know. A celebrity I would want to fight. Uh, alive or dead? Elvis. You want to fight Elvis? I'll fight Elvis. He knew Kung Fu, you know that? Fuck him. I don't wouldn't want to fuck him either, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might. If I just had to fight a celebrity uh, alive, I would have to say... Mm, Do it. No, that's a good question, though. I've never thought about what... But, yeah, I'm, I will... Well, that go. would just be like in Fight Club when they were talking about which we'll celebrity they want to fight. fight Historical figure, things like that. Um, nope, I, I would go with... Uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson? Fuck mm. that big nose long motherfucker. <laughs> I have not I have yet to see a good movie with him in it. Well, you mean he's a star for a reason. He, some people like him. Cuz he's Ben Stiller's best friend. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'd fight Ben Stiller, I don't know. But I'm trying to think of all the celebrities ben, that I, ben Stiller will fly away because of them big ass fucking ears. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I never been asked that one. Yeah, that's I, a I, good I, one. I would have to say those two would probably fight. That's all I can see is their fucking faces in my mind now because that's who you would pick. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Conan O'Brien just for fun. Like I don't hate the guy, but it would be kind of fun to see what he's got. Jay Jay Leno. Oh man, that big old chin! Oh, dude, he would knock now, you out with that chin. I will, now one, I would not fight. Fucking uh, Tyson. Oh, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chuck. Oh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Oh man, you know, know, he, he, he has something him. hidden in his beard. Dude, he, that dude's eighty-two something. I saw him still sparring the other day. And he was still kicking ass. That dude's a bad motherfucker. And, oh, another one I would stay away from? Mm. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fight Indiana Jones. Fucking, fucking Indiana Jones. Fucking uh, Han, Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. I don't and, know. And, and he come, has that new movie coming out this month. Uh, yeah. yeah. At the end of the month. Yeah, the Destiny of Time or the Dial of Time da, or da, some shit. Dial of Time, yeah. yeah I don't know. It seems like they're trying too hard to just keep the, the old movies alive. Stopped. They they should have stopped after uh, Crystal Skull. No fuck no fuck that. That Crystal Skull, I didn't watch that, it. Fuck that piece of shit. I didn't watch it. No, uh, no, the third movie after that one. Yeah, the done. original trilogy. Because you know that you're trying to bring everybody back. Um, his best friend is gone. Yeah, He's, they still have Sala. Uh, the uh, Asian dude. Yeah. But then, of course, you have uh, his dad that, um, that passed away. Yeah. The original um, 
Uh, yeah, that guy. You know who <laughs> I'd want to fight? You know who I'd want to fight? I figured it out. I'd want to fight Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I want to beat the brakes off of that motherfucker in that movie. That little piece of shit. Oh, my God. He was so wrapped up in Ferris Bueller's life. Like, dude, let him go fuck his life. If he's going to do it, you're a principal, not a fucking guardian angel. No, I want to fight the fucking the teacher. The teacher? Bueller. 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 Oh, what, what was, was that? It? What was the Visine guy? Or something? The Visine guy. Yeah, the Visine guy. <laughs> it's dry for your eyes. If if you guys are old enough to remember those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to fight Ed Rooney. Ed Rooney, uh I beat the brakes off of him. Oh, you know who? You know what? One on one, knew who I'll fight. Huh? John Bender. John Bender. John Bender. Why is that name not? What was? Breakfast Club. Oh, oh, oh! Fuck, dude! Oh my God! See how much of a badass he oh really my God. is. In his prime, like from that movie, in that in that movie, as a teenager, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five. What now? Would you be at the same age you are now, or at that age? At that age, I think you'd get your ass kicked at that age. What is it? Oh, smoke up, Johnny! Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, I definitely would fight Ed Rooney, that motherfucker. He well, definitely um, got what he deserved what, in that what movie. What about uh, Matthew Broderick? I got nothing against him. I like him. I like he, he him. Like I wouldn't good. fight him. He did Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was an awesome dude. Uh, hmm. But he... <laughs> I, def- I don't think I would fight him. I definitely would fight <coughs> Ed Rooney. I would definitely do that now, shit. Uh, no, Al Pacino, I would never fight. No, I wouldn't fight Al Pacino. wouldn't fight Keanu Reeves. Fuck <laughs> no. That's John Wick, baby. Oh, no. no. Okay, okay. So, uh, what about, um, uh, uh, what's the name? Um, this email uh, definitely yeah, sparked Al- the conversation, that's for sure. What about uh, Alec Winters? Alec Winters, Alec Winters, Alec Winters. Why am I not thinking of that? Uh, I know the face, but... Uh, uh, Ted? Oh, Ted from Bill and Ted? Uh-huh. I got so, nothing against so him. So, you wouldn't fight fucking Keanu Reeves? Well, I got nothing against him either. I wouldn't fight George Carlin. Oh, he'd just talk about your mother and yeah. make you cry. Yeah, George Carlin <laughs> was a legend. Um, that's a good one. I, I definitely have a list. I got to start creating. I, I that's think, a good one. I think that's a shit. We, I think we could do a whole episode and maybe get some. Calls yeah, in we should too. do an episode on celebrities would fight, yeah. living or dead, historical, Li- everything. Living dead. Yep. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. I kind of want to fight Tom Cruise. Beat the Scientology oh, out of his ass. Fuck me. <laughs> <coughs> what? I kind of want to fight Tom Cruise. Beat the Scientology out of his ass. Yeah, they do try to do that in uh, South Park. They do that in South. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Rob Reiner. I'd like to beat the shit out of him. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! No. Fuck Rob Reiner. That oh, that motherfucker's no. a pedo, dude. Oh, he. Hey, Rob Reiner had done some great movies though. He had done some great movies, but once <coughs> I found out he was a pedo, I want to beat the oh. shit out of him. Okay. I don't. I don't like. Child so the touchers. one person we cannot touch, huh? Uh, he, the one guy's un, untouchable. Nobody's untouchable. Fuck. Nobody's untouchable. No, he's untouchable. Who? Mel Brooks. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't touch Mel Brooks. <laughs> that dude's a legend. <laughs> wouldn't touch Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy's too awesome for that. And he's he was a, a just a stand up comedian, and he has. I mean, he did Blazing Saddles. 
That is legendary. Let's see. What do we got here for all-time analytics Holy here? Holy shit. We're at 462 all-time listeners. Uh, is that we are up to 17 returning annual subscribers. And do we have any new countries? New? Let's see. Episode 3 still topping the charts at 79. And let's go down to Belgium. You have dropped down to spot number four, Sacramento. Oh, you're tied with Sacramento at number three. Woo, the race is on. Ashburn at number five. How the fuck do we number have four. 59 in Hanford? Yeah. Who the fuck listens in Hanford? I don't know. Let's see if we got any new countries here. Does anybody actually know me that listens in Hanford? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Still France. What's that? Oh, Citrus Heights. I thought it said China Heights. No. Uh, Kingfisher. Italy. Still the same. Germany. Yemen. <coughs> Thailand. Oh, we got a new one. Rwanda. Kig- Kigali. Wakanda. R- Rwanda. Wakanda. Wakanda. You're dumb. <laughs> it's Wakanda Rwanda. forever. Dude, Thank you. Look that up. That's Africa, isn't it? Rwanda? Yeah, Rwanda. Oh, yeah, Rwanda. That, 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 I don't even have to look that up. That's like, Africa, right? What was What's that city? Kajil? Kigali. Kigali? Kigali? It's got to be Kigali. Yeah, bro. We're no, in no way. How cool is that? What is it? Kigali? Kigali. K I G A L I. Oh, it's the capital of Rwanda. Wow. Kigali is the uh, largest city in Rwanda. Uh, Holy R- cow. Hello, Rwanda. R- How you doing? Uh, oh, great Rift Valley of Central Africa. Wow. How cool is that, brother? We're in fucking Africa. I hope they're saying like the prince or queen or whatever. Dude, or, that would be friggin' sweet. Uh, <laughs> we got a new listener in Canada. We got Windsor, Toronto, and Hamilton. We got three different listeners in Canada. Uh, that's we, cool, though, dude. We got three different listeners in Canada. We got Thailand. We got Germany. We got Yemen, Italy, um, Rwanda. Dude, that is amazing. Fuck me. That is so fucking cool. Oh, Ro- Ro- Rwanda. Dude, that's damn, dude. That's pretty awesome. That puts us up to like nine countries. All right, man. I, I think um, after uh, Canada, we're at what eight? Yeah, Canada was eight, and then Rwanda makes nine. Dude, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, well, Our, this is damn. This kind is, of uh, gone a long episode, but we yeah. will. So Friday, June sixteenth, episode four, season two. Uh, I'm pretty much. Ready to wrap it up, you? Yeah. Um, and we had two guests. Two call-in listeners and, and, and two but, fans of Avenged Sevenfold. But, and I mean, that's good, though, too, because they, they knew more than what we did. Yeah, that's and good, because so I like that, that extra input. That, 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 I like that, you know, the extra, and, like, good thing that we looked up our different shit. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of cuts and... No, that's all right. I'll make but, it. I'll make. I'll polish <coughs> it. But uh, but no. On, um, on our way out, I'd like to leave our listeners with a cover from Avenged Sevenfold of a great Spanish song, Malagueña Salarosa. Oh yeah. I'm I gonna leave us out really. with that, and then we're gonna call this episode "Stick a Fork in It Done." 
Yeah. I'll so, talk to you later, Matt. Say, you know what? I appreciate this and thank you for listening. Had a blast doing this episode. Thanks for all who listen. Um, um, we'll see you on the next one. Have a good night and we'll see you next week. All right, laters. Later.